DJ PK, and we are joined now by BYU men's basketball assistant coach, Cody Fieger. Cody, good morning. Good morning, guys. Happy Valentine's Day. Appreciate you having me on. Happy Valentine's Day. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. How much drama means you need to get through a roller coaster ride like that game? Moments of brilliance, moments that had to cause you agony, and in the end, a W. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that UCF team is super talented. They're tough. They play extremely hard. Um, you know, they beat Texas at Texas that, this year. They they beat Kansas. I mean, they're they're a really tough team. Um, you know, we had we had a couple. We had a chance to kind of blow that thing out of there when, uh, you know, we were about 17 or 18, and then we turned it over six straight time times, kind of gave them a little energy, a little juice. Um, and then, you know, it, what it in the last minute we were up 10, and they started hitting some really tough shots, tough threes, and getting to the rim. And luckily we made some free throws, and our guys toughed it out, man. It was It was a tough one. Yeah, you talk about uh, letting teams back in. When you played K-State, their coach afterwards said, uh, because of the way they play, they'll always let you back in. And I was intrigued by that. Uh, what, what do you think that meant, and what do you got to do to make sure that you get a better hold on that and not allow teams to get back in? Yeah, you know, I, th- I think what he's talking about is, you know, all game long, honestly, we're trying to be the aggressor. Um, and if our guys stop being the aggressor that way, that, that gives teams a chance to kind of get back in. Um, but we will take shots, you know, early at the shot clock sometimes. You know, we want to always stay on our toes and, and keep on a, playing an attack, like I said. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out as well as we want it to happen. But, you know, this season we're playing pretty well at a pretty high level, and it's worked out for the most part this year. When the Cougars are at their best, and you're building a lead that peaked at 19 points, what is the real strength of the team, and how does that translate as the games get bigger here February into March? Uh, A real strength, I feel like we're really connected on both sides of the ball. Um, You know, we've had a group that's been together now for, you know, a little over a year, and, and, um, you know, at any point we could have a different player on our roster go off from – Dallin Hall, you know, to, you know, Fus Traore, who comes off the bench for us, uh, to Richie Saunders, another guy who comes off the bench. So we we have about seven seven or eight guys on our roster that can kind of go for some some big games points-wise, and, and every game it's a little bit different. Like Noah Waterman had a really good game last night. Um, and then defensively, what I think we're, we're, we're great at is our shell principles. And our guys are, are in the right spot to basically all game long. Um, you know, some of the things we need to tighten up from last night. But, you know, I, I feel like our guys are really connected at the end of the day. You speak of those rotations along the front line. I'm intrigued by that because you brought up Triori, who a couple games back, it really carried you guys and has been outstanding. And then against UCF, he gets 11 minutes off the bench. Uh, Waterman, and I realize he had some health issues, too. Uh, but a little bit up and down, and you still have Khalifa doing his thing, trying to work his way through injuries and whatnot, and then you got Ali Atiki. How do you figure out the lineups based on the opponents and and who you're playing? Is it something that – is it just game to game, or what's going on there? Honestly, it's game to game. 
Um, and that's the best part is we have those three big guys like you talked about with Atiki, Khalifa, and Foos. And for the other team, they've got to prepare for basically three different offenses coming at them, you know, because we play, basically play three different styles with those three bigs in there. Um, and just kind of find out what's working, what's not working uh, during that time. And we try to do our best as coaches to put our guys in the best spots possible. And, you know, during the games, it's just kind of a feel thing on what's working and what's not. And uh, that's that's it, it's really hard for, uh, you know, other teams to defend. But that's why we're top, you know, on Ken Palm, we're number eight in the country offensively. And, um, you know, those three bigs have been a huge part of it. And, guys are making plays for each other. Does Foose spend a lot of time on all the f- footwork, the pump fake, scoring left hand and right hand? Is that something that comes to him naturally? Is that something he's been coached up on? Maybe before he got to BYU, maybe at BYU. Where does his ability to find that space down low when there doesn't seem to be any and get all the shot blockers off balance and score, where, where does that come from? He's, he's spent a lot of time in the gym. Um you know, he had a great coach at, um, you know, at Wasatch Academy with, uh, you know, Paul Peterson down there and, you know, kind of just kind of coming on the way up. His dad was a coach, um, you know, back home. And, you know, he's a kid that just loves to get, get in the gym, work on his footwork. And he is a massive, <laughs> massive human being, right? Um, not, not with height, but, you know, he's six, six, five and a half. 6'6", six, six, and he's just got a large frame, and he loves using his big, strong shoulders. And uh, he does a good job keeping these shot blockers off balance, off balance and going into their chest. And right now he can go both left or right shoulder, and, you know, he's just a great kid that works really hard at it. I spoke of the front line. Now let's go to the back backcourt. You've had some guys that, man, have had some wild performances. I think – Robinson's probably uh, your most consistent, and, and Hall, too. Hall's more of a facilitator rather than a, a, an actual looking to score all the time. Uh, but then you got guys mm-hmm. like uh, Saunders and Nell and Johnson. And these guys, it seems like if you get two of those guys, the ones that I just mentioned, playing well, uh, Saunders, uh, Nell, Johnson, and then you can get J- Robinson and Hall doing their thing, your chances of winning really, really go up in my mind. Now, they've had some wide variety of games. How do you find consistency there? Because obviously the ability these guys have is there to help you win. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, <laughs> that's something that, you know, we work on, you know, with those those guys every single day of practice. And, and those guys just it, – it's – Every single day they work their tails off and practice those those guards and um, trying to make plays for each other. And, you know, a guy like Dallin Hall, I feel like has been our most consistent guy all year long on that guard line and 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 um, I think one of the best point guards in the country right now. And, you know, with how we play, we're just making the extra pass and playing for each other. Um, you know, there's going to be some nights where we're not making some shots, but at the end of the day, that we just keep on doing what we do at a high level as best we can. You know, we feel like we have a chance in every game. You know, we are, you know, a couple shots away from being, you know, what what are we six and five? We're a couple shots away from being eight and three in this league. Um, and you know, our, our our guys are just 
you know, they give their hearts out every single day and practice and game. So it's it's a great group of kids, man. Next up, you've got Oklahoma State, and on paper, and they're last place. This looks like an easy win, and yet you look at their schedule, and they've won their last two home games, and you're going there. What is your biggest worry going in to face the Cowboys? Yeah, I mean, like you just brought it up, um, you know, they, they're really tough uh, on the defensive end, especially at home. You know, they are um, they beat West Virginia at Kansas State at home. Baylor, you know, who's, you know, top top 15, top 20 team in the country. They took them into overtime at home. Um, and then they also beat, uh, almost beat TCU at their place. Um, so they play a lot of, a lot better at their home. Um, they're really physical. They got Brandon Harrison, who's an NBA talent, NBA prospect at the, at the five position who blocks shots. He's an elite rim protector, um, elite roller and rebounder. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things that they do at a really high level. Javon Small, a little point guard that they have that can really shoot it, really good facilitator. Um, we have to come there, and we have to really protect the ball. Um, like I said, we didn't do a great job of that last night against UCF. So we have to do an unbelievable job protecting the ball and um, keep making plays for each other and really space the floor. Because um, this is a team that we should be able to get a ton of threes up. Um, as long as we're taking our shots or the shots that we practice every single day. Um, and then defensively, you know, I, I love our team defensively. Um, we're tough. Uh, you know, like I said, we make all the right rotations right now. And, um, yeah, this is a really good team. We're, we're coming in there. And I know people say it's an easy win, but none of these big 12 games are easy at all. Yeah, you guys, uh, 13, 14 years ago, uh, they had to make the best of it, right? For football, you got pushed out of the Mountain West and into the West Coast, which is not was ideal, but uh, we're over that. And all these guys that you play that are on your roster, uh, for instance, all the guys who played against UCF played in the West Coast, and now you're going into this conference. And I've said that as a Pac-12 guy – uh, it's hard for me to give up the football when the, for the Pac-12, but the basketball, man, I I've just been able to just jump on the Big 12 and what I'm getting as the schools that will come in next year. You guys are already obviously in there. But all these dudes who played in the West Coast Conference now in this conference, and even maybe the coaches, how much more exciting and how much more of a buzz is around the program because it really is the place to be. Oh man, you hit the nail on the head, man! Like every single game is exciting. Um, you know, we're playing different pros every single game. Um, the the fun thing is just putting you know our scouting reports together right now because we're talking about Houston and we talk about their guard line and their bigs and we're like, oh, next we play Iowa State and we talk about how good that team is. Every single game is just just a great team to get prepared for and get excited to play about. Um, and everybody wants to talk about this Big 12. It's the best conference in the country. Um, it, it's really exciting times here at BYU and just how how great of a league this is, and it's going to keep on getting better, right? You know, adding the teams we are next year too, and it, it's just a really fun league and a great atmosphere everywhere we go, really good coaches. Um, man, it's, it's, it's every single day we're like, man, we get, you know, last night we got UCF, got Kansas State in here the other night. Um, going to you know Allen Fieldhouse here very soon. Every game you get excited for, and and, and 
our, our players are all, you know, ready to go. I think the fans love seeing the in-state guys play for the in-state schools, but the Big 12 is such a higher level. How much does that cut down on the in-state recruiting you can do? How much Big 12 caliber talent is coming up? I mean, there's some good good talent coming through, right? You know, we're excited. we got Colin Chandler coming back here in a couple of months. He's about 75 days away from coming back. Um, you know, and, you know, our, our deal is, yes, we do want to get the best Utah kids, you know, top one or two guys every single year and kind of build from there. Um, but our, like you said, our job is to win here. And wherever these players are coming from, overseas, wherever, we're going to do our jobs and the best way we can here is, is to win at the highest level. And, you know, there's some good talent coming up here. we got to, we got to get some of those guys. Um, but we got to blend it all together. You know, we've got three guys from Africa on this team. We've got guys from all over the country, all over the world. Um, and, you know, we'll try to get the top one, two guys every single year to stay stay home uh, at BYU and um, kind of go from there. Because you're in the Big 12, and that's just an eye-catching statement unto itself, and uh, BYU is always in leadership, uh, top 10 in attendance and all that stuff. Uh, how much bigger is the recruiting net, landscape, whatever it might be now, as opposed to the prior conference? You know, I think it's almost gotten smaller, to tell you the truth. Um, you know, because we've got, we've got all our different things here at BYU honor code different things like that um, but if you take a look at the picture who can really help us in the big 12 right you know and the wcc we've always tried to recruit the best players we can get and we're still doing that um but i, I think the amount of kids now that can actually help us in the in the big 12 and win has gotten smaller so i think it's kind of made our pool of players that can not only make it at byu with honor code and different things like that but also you know, can help us win is, is just been a smaller, smaller pool of players. So we have to look at, you know, turn every stone as, you know, everybody talks about, but turn every stone, look under every rock and, and look at everybody for the chance and who would be interested and also, you know, who, who could help us. So it's, it's a nonstop thing, but recruiting is an everyday thing in college basketball, as you guys already know. With the transfer portal, guys are coming and going, and sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. It's their decision no matter what you want. Uh, at the same time, in basketball, familiarity happens. So many people make so many split-second decisions. It really helps when you can read your teammates' body language and you know, you got the same basketball brain. Everybody knows what everybody else is doing. How much of an emphasis are you putting on talent, and how much of an emphasis are you putting on continuity? Um. That's a great question. You know, continuity is huge. Um, obviously, with this year, I think that's really helped us. And we're always going to try to have that, get the kids that really want to be here at BYU. Um, you know, and, and you look at some of these teams that have have taken guys from, you know, one-year transfer or one-year this and that, and they've kind of struggled this year. Uh, a lot of teams have. Um, so we're going to do our, just, our best job here at BYU to, you know, just try to, find the best balance we can. You know, there's going to be times where we're going to have to take the one-year transfer guys, um, you know, just to plug in some holes at times. But, you know, it, it, I wish I could give you a, 
you know, the best answer is we're going to do the best we can. It's just every year we feel like it's going to be a little different because, like you said, some kids are just going to leave just because they want to leave. Um, and there's nothing you can do about it, even though they love their teammates and they do all their Instagram posts where they say they love the coaches and staff and everything. But at the end of the day, they put their name in the transfer portal. Um, so we're just going to do the best job we can. I wish there was a, a better answer uh, than that for you. The LDS Church has relaxed uh, communications that are available between missionaries and back home. I don't know if it's just strictly family or if it's opened up to anyone. I wonder if has that changed the coaching staff's ability to keep in touch and communicate with these kids that are out on missions because after they're out for, what, 18 months, they essentially become free agents. I guess that doesn't matter anyway now. Everyone's a free agent every year, so that's even changed. Do you guys communicate with a kid like Chandler, and there'll be others going forward in the coming years, obviously, the, compared to what you used to do with kids who are on missions that are in your program? Yeah, we try to commute, communicate um, with those guys weekly, whether it's email or, you know, some type of chat. Um, we've got a couple guys out right now. Um, that we'll spend time with um, weekly, and that that's super important. Talking to them and their family, um, you know, you know, um, yeah, that's that's what BYU is, right? Like, uh, the missionaries are a huge part of it. Um, so us as a staff and and our you know teammates reach out to each other. Uh, that's a huge deal here. Well, Cody, congratulations on another win and getting over 500 in league play and setting yourself up well for the NCAA tournament. Still a lot of big games to be played, and uh, I think a lot of people will be watching this with a lot of anticipation going forward. Good luck. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. DJ PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. BYU back on the road for Oklahoma State Saturday. 2-9, last place. They actually have to play the Cowboys twice here at the end of the year. They're down to their final seven regular season games before they're off to Kansas City and the conference tournament. DJ PK, when we come back, everything you missed in this show, the football, the jazz, the college hoops, next.